0: Hello, good morning. My name is Corey. That's spelled C-O-R-E-Y, just in case you want to write that down. It's not Corey as in Corey Ten Boom, but it is Corey as in Corey has a story. And I have a story from the Word of God, which is more than a story this morning. And I'm excited about this because who can't be excited about God's Word? You see, God's Word changes lives. It's alive. It's living. It's powerful. We've just seen three beautiful ladies give a powerful testimony, they laid down their old lives, picked up with a new, powering on for Jesus, and it's such a privilege to see what God is doing in their lives. Amen. We have been doing a series on the Holy Spirit, or if you are from a university in England somewhere, it's the Holy Spirit. But we are in Australia, so we are going to talk about the Holy Spirit, because He is holy. He's not just... Uh, run-of-the-mill spirit he's not your cheapest chips spirit he's not one that you can get from a garage sale but he is the holy spirit he is a person he's not an it a thing a force he is real and he always points us to jesus he always instructs us he as we are going to find out this morning is our helper hallelujah and that is Australian for hallelujah. So this morning, first of all, I'd like to say thank you. Uh, it's great to see everyone this morning. My name is Corey, as I have said, and I'm excited about God's word. And in a short period of time, God is going to stir your hearts and we're going to see what he does. Amen. So this morning, we are continuing with our series about the Holy Spirit. Uh, I'm not going to say, star, um, I will not say uh, starring the Holy Spirit because that's not how he works. The Holy Spirit allows a closer relationship with God, and the benefits are numerous. And so to lead into that, from our Bibles this morning, if you have a Bible with you, and if you don't, you can look up onto the screen here. Thank you, Carly has already organized that for me. John chapter 14, verses 15 to 18. The Bible says, starting in verse 15, "'If you love me, keep my commandments.'" And I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Amen. You know, Jesus said this to his disciples not long before he was to leave them. To encourage them and to stir their hearts. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is our helper. He is our comforter. He is our counselor, our guidance counselor, if you'd like. He directs us. He is our personal tutor in the things of God. He reminds us, he brings revelation with great clarity of God's word, not just in the pages of the Bible, but as they leap off the Bible and into our hearts. They take root and they bring forth fruit, which means they change something. It might change the way we think. It might change the way that we see ourselves in the reflection in the mirror. Because a lot of times we get up in the morning, um, if you're a morning person, and we look in the mirror and sometimes we don't recognize what we see. But I want to, well, okay, maybe that's just me. Sorry. I don't scream. I don't get too scared. I don't spend too much time looking at myself in the mirror. But God reminds us what He is, who He is, and what He has done in our lives. Just as baptism this morning that we've seen in the corner, to my right, is symbolic, and it's also, it gives us a picture of the laying down of the old life and the raising up with the new. Baptism with the Holy Spirit allows us to have a closer relationship with God, and the benefits this morning are numerous. And they're not too numerous to mention, our prayer life can increase. It will give us a desire to pray for people, not just like praying for your food, like uh, 2468, bog in, don't wait, and all that kind of stuff. Not like that, but actual real prayer. Praying for someone, interceding for someone, having their best interests at heart. Being able to testify, being able to tell someone of the good news You know what the good news this morning is, is that Jesus Christ died 2,000 years ago, raised from the dead, and defeated what we call sin and death. Sin separates man from God, but because of his gift on the cross, he can bring us to a right relationship as we come to the cross. Reading God's Word also, the Holy Spirit is able to move in our lives. Salvation is is so awesome, and the Holy Spirit will remind us of that awesome gift. He is our helper this morning. He says here, if you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. If you keep my commandments. Jesus means everyone who loves him shall obey him. Keep his words he commanded us to do and those that he commanded us not to do. Because keeping his commandments is the proof of your love to him and... Hallelujah, yes. To love God is to obey his commandments. Another helper, see this is a term here, another helper. Another helper means another of the same kind. He will do in my absence what I would do if I were physically present with you. So as Jesus was with the disciples and they have ventured around and they have seen him move with healing of the sick and um, also feeding of uh, the, the 4,000 and seeing God move miraculously and teaching people and showing comfort and God's grace, the Holy Spirit can also do that for all of us. He would do in my absence what I would do if I were physically present with you. The promised arrival of the Holy Spirit's coming assures us and stirs us because He's here this morning. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is here. You know what? We cannot keep God's commandments in our own strength. I tried to be good a lot and uh, couldn't by my own strength but I know that the Holy Spirit is able to help me, able to be that small, still voice when I start to come to that line, and then you hear, <clears throat> don't go there. Don't touch that. You open the fridge, and you see that chocolate cake, or you see something, you go, uh, 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 don't do that. So how does the Holy Spirit help us? The Holy Spirit helps And helps us by uniting the believer with Christ in places and places him in the body of Christ, the church. So the church is the body of Christ. He places you. It is not an accident. It is not just a club. Church is not a club. It's a body. And it's about a body that can reach out and touch this generation with hope and good news. He also unites the believer with Christ in his death enabling him to live victorious over sin. The Holy Spirit controls the believer who yields to God and submits himself or herself to God's Word. God's Word, the Bible. It really is His Word. That Word has been passed down and it has cost the lives of many. They have stood up for the Gospel. They have stood up for His Word there is the blood of Jesus that is all over that word to give us hope for the future. John 14:25 to 26, the Bible says, These things I have spoken to you while being present with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. The Holy Spirit will remind us of the things that God has spoken to us through His Word. He will bring those things to remind us and to give us comfort because there are times in our life where we are confronted with fake news. There are times in our lives where even mainstream can be fake news. There are times where jobs can go and we can suffer tragedy and we can go through heartache, but we need to be reminded that there is hope in God's Word. The Holy Spirit reminds us of God's Word. And you know what? It's not God with a little g, God with a capital G, because He is real. He is holy, and He reminds us of those times when He moved supernaturally in our lives. He reminds me when He moved supernaturally in my life. Especially if I'm going through a season where I'm a bit worried, or you know, you listen to the news, don't listen to talkback radio because you'll start ringing up about water rates as well. And I know Ethel always gets through. I'm telling you, yes, it's Leon. Yes, it's Ethel here. And yeah, and yeah. what I want you to do is call the ombudsman for, yeah, and you hear all that stuff, and that can affect you. Maybe just me. Romans 8, 26, 27 says this, Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weakness. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. The Holy Spirit is really into helping us. The Holy Spirit really wants to get alongside of us. The Holy Spirit is not someone that will come alongside of us when we're about to cross the road and say, Come on, it's safe to go. No, He's not that. He is getting alongside us like a personal tutor in the things of God. He wants to help you. He wants to encourage you. You know, I can say this morning that the Holy Spirit has specifically helped me. He gave me a confidence that I never had before. Believe it or not, I was actually very shy as a kid. I uh, couldn't even read. I would stutter a lot when I was reading in a group, if there was any more than three in a group. And I would start to get clammy and sweaty, and I couldn't say things, and I, I wasn't sure of what I was saying. But the Holy Spirit has given me a boldness to speak what is true. And God's Word is true. He has highlighted God's Word into my heart. And it's there. When I I read God's Word, it leaps off the page and God highlights things and deals with me. He prompts me when to step out in faith to either pray for someone or encourage. For example, I was in Broken Hill the other day, and I haven't been there for a long time, because the border thing, and I wasn't actually going to go, but I went there in a truck delivering to a store, and this young man, he had, had some issues, and he was really down in his heart. And I said, asked him what was wrong, and he told me about these particular health issues, and right there, the Holy Spirit... Said, "What are you going to do about that?" And I was just standing there, or maybe, uh, maybe I could just agree with this guy. And hey, that's not so bad, is it? That's pretty bad, man. That the Holy Spirit stirred me about. I've come all this way, hardly ever come up here. I need to pray for him. And so I stepped out in faith, and I prayed for this young man. And I seen what God did. God touched this young man, and he felt uh, that that he was encouraged to go on. You know, we need to be encouraged to go on. You can, I want to encourage you to go on. You know what? There is life, you need to live it abundantly, and you can in Jesus' name. He has helped me to share my faith. You know, as a new believer, I remember um, as a, when I first gave my life to Jesus, uh, I was so excited. In fact, I'm still so excited, but I was so, so excited. I used to have this little da, dahatsu four-wheel drive that had a soft top, and uh, I thought it was a bargain until it rained, and the top blew off and it got wet. And so on that particular night, when, after I put it all back on, I was driving around thinking, oh, I want to I do something for God. I want to I tell somebody about Jesus. I want to tell someone um, the, the hope that you can have in Jesus' name. Because now I had hope, and I used to drive around in the evening and look for cars that were broken down and try to help. And uh, pull over and, hi, how are you going? Uh, you need a hand there? And, oh, okay, wow, what's the chance of seeing you? Well, I was driving around for an hour and I was trying, you know, praying for someone to break down <laughs> so that I could go and help them. So, so hey, hey, here I am. They didn't know that I prayed for them to break down. but So I got them and I helped them. And I still remember this young couple specifically after they sat in the seats and they were wet. <laughs> and um, I think the lady was pregnant and she sat in the back of this two-seater four-wheel drive. <laughs> and so she's holding on for dear life. And so I took them to uh, the servo so they could call someone else because that was before mobile phones. And um, just to just wrap this story up very quickly, um, they said, oh, wow, um, so what are you doing out at this time? Well, uh, I prayed and about uh, for someone to help, and I seen you broken down, and I knew that that was you, and I'm a Christian, I, I believe in Jesus. And all of a sudden our conversation kind of stopped, They weren't too keen. They were happier to get out of the car than they were to get in from the rain. Um, But I thought, you know what? They're always going to remember this. So God took me from being shy and a stutterer to being bold and having faith for Jesus to touch people's lives. (laughs) The Holy Spirit does so much more than that. So much more than that because he's the spirit of truth. Verse 17 of John says this, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. For he dwells in you and will be in you. John Wesley, a Bible commentator and scholar, says this of the spirit of truth. The spirit of truth who has, reveals and testifies and defends truth as it is in Jesus. Whom the world... All who do not love or fear God cannot receive because it sees him not, having no internal eye to discern him or to know him. That's why he is our helper. We want to help you this morning. He wants to help you this morning. The Holy Spirit wants to touch you this morning. Hallelujah. John 15, 26, the Bible says, but when the helper comes whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. John sixteen seven, from the Bible also, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Here's a point in time where Jesus is talking to the disciples and he is telling them that he has to go away. They're thinking, what? He's going to go away? But he has to go away so that the Holy Spirit can come. Jesus could only be in one place at one time, in the flesh that is, but the Holy Spirit can be everywhere at once. And here's some big words, because God is omnipotent, he's omniscient, That means he's all-powerful and all-knowing. He is everywhere at once. Wow, that's uh, mind-boggling, but he is. He is everywhere at once. When you get up in the morning, there he is. When you go to bed at night, there he is. When you go to the shops, there he is. When you're waiting in that queue at the uh, servo because the petrol's really low, and you're about to beep the horn because that old guy won't move, there he is. Don't beep that horn. The Holy Spirit is our helper. He wants to help you through the hard times at the petrol station. He wants to help you at the hard times when you go to the 12 items or less and someone's got 13 items in their trolley. He wants to help you. He wants to help you. God has always wanted to help us because he knows we need it. John 16, 12 to 14. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will, he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. He will declare it to you. Have you ever had someone try to explain a novel that they're reading and then they go into detail but you become lost because of the volume of information? Just, And you think, oh my goodness, hang on, where, where was that? She married so-and-so and then they worked at... Now how does that fit together? So it would have been way too much information for the disciples to retain in one hit. That's why the Holy Spirit had to come and take up residence in the hearts of believers to remind us of God's truth daily. God's truth daily. God sent us a reminder for His truth daily. It's called sunrise. The sun rises, the Son of God rose. So, sun rises, and we are reminded that not only did the Son of God rise from the dead, but if He rose from the dead, which He did, because we are evidence of that, and the truth that has taken place in our lives, and the hope that He has bestowed upon us, then we know that God's Word will constantly remind us of the goodness that He is. um, There we go, there we go, just go back here. Psalm says taste and see that I am good. Now, that's not tasting and eating someone's arm. That's tasting and seeing that God's Word is good. Tasting and seeing that what God has for you is good. It is good. It sustains us. It keeps us healthy. It keeps us desiring to do what is good. You don't go to a good restaurant and go, wow, that was really good, fantastic food, best I ever had. Never going there again. You don't do that, do you? You go back again. You know, let's make another booking to go back there. Likewise with God's Word. We need to go back to God's Word. Go back to God's Word because the Holy Spirit will help you understand the deeper things of God. The Helper, the Holy Spirit, will remind us of God's Word in our daily situations Isn't that a comfort? It's easy for us to lose focus on what has eternal value in the busyness of life. The Holy Spirit can prompt us in the moment where we most need it. To not return evil for evil. That means no road rage. Road rages. (laughs) That means, you know, that means just don't do bad things. Hallelujah. He will give us the words to speak at the right times. I know that'll sound unbelievable, but when he does, he actually reminds you how awesome he is. He will give you the very words to speak. Step out in faith when you share your faith with someone. God is more into seeing someone being touched with his word than we are, because it cost him a lot. So step out in faith. Luke 12, verses 11 and 12 says, Now, when they bring you to the synagogues and magistrates and authorities, do not worry about or how or what you should answer or what you should say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say. The Holy Spirit helps us in many different areas. And just to list a few, He dwells within us at all times. He gives us strength and endurance during trials he brings conviction and convincing of our desperate need for him and the love of god he provides power over temptation he helps us to pray he provides understanding for god's word and then he grows within us the fruit of the spirit I would like to also finally say he will not leave you as orphans. This is a promise. Hallelujah. John 14 verse 18, he says, I will not leave you as leave you orphans. I will come to you. So that means that Jesus will not just walk away from you because the Bible says he'll never leave us nor forsake us. But the Holy Spirit Is now with us. It's like one and then one. He's back. He will not leave you orphans. You know, when I first read that, the first thing that popped into my head was that, remember Annie? (laughs) I know I'm going to get told off of this one, but Annie. So Annie was like an orphan. Everyone's seen that movie, and it's a musical, and I'm not going to sing any of the songs. No, not even Dumb Dog. I'm not going to sing that one. Um... But I'm sure that you've all seen that. And so he is orphans living in this place, but there's a guy that comes and rescues them out of it. And that story, if you want to see what happened, watch the movie. But you know, God will not leave us as an orphan by ourselves. So when we choose Jesus or in our life where we're at, you're not just on your own. By the Holy Spirit, he's with you. He is a promise from Jesus himself. He will not leave us all alone. He will not leave us as orphans. So, not only have we been translated from the kingdom of darkness that is under Satan's rule, but we have been translated into the God's kingdom through faith in Jesus Christ, death and resurrection. Resurrection power. And the story didn't end there. It's not over yet. It's not over yet. Jesus has a plan for your life. He loves you. He cares for you. And he wants to know you in a more deeper and personal way. I think of there was a a song by um, a Christian um, artist called Stephen Curtis Chapman. I think it was called Saddle Up Your Horses. Um, But it's about going on an amazing adventure. God has an amazing adventure for you but you just got to saddle up your horses. He wants you to become fishes of men and not a fish. God has prepared a destiny for you. We know that in our own strength, we're unable to dream of such things, let alone achieve some things. But this is where the Holy Spirit shows us a snippet or a trailer of the upcoming movie that lays ahead. leaves you wanting more, show you just enough just to keep you going. You know, I'm so incredibly grateful that God did not choose to leave me as orphan. I'm so glad that He sought me out and He sought you out. He may have left his resurrected body and entered heaven, but that is pure gain for us because then he can keep his word as he promised. He has sent us another helper. He sent us the comforter. He sent us the Holy Spirit. He is mighty today. He is mighty. The Holy Spirit will remind us as we walk with Christ, as we follow Jesus, he will remind us of those times where he met with us and where he guided us and to encourage us. There are times where we can be sitting alone and we can just feel comforted Because he reminds us of his word. God loves you. Jesus loves you this morning. You know, I have been reminded by the Holy Spirit of some old-time worship songs that may not sound very cool today, but they still have the power to change the heart and heal a broken spirit. the Holy Ghost, power in prayer, interceding for the lost, the Holy Spirit then shows you about looking out to others as well. So we don't just see our own reflection in the mirror, but we see other faces, those that God has put upon our heart that need hope spoken into their lives. You know, with the Holy Spirit, I can cry out on behalf of those who do not have voices or even have the courage to ask for help. The Holy Spirit wants to help you this morning, but you need to ask. You need to ask for His help. And He will give you power. And the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5:22, 23 it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. The Holy Spirit wants to get closer to you this morning, he wants to encourage you, to guide you, to be alongside you. The Holy Spirit is our helper. That's what he's wanted to do all along. He's wanted to help. A real helper. A real helper. Amen. Let's have every head bowed and every eye closed just for a short period of time. Out of respect to the person next to you. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. And it's no coincidence that you're hearing God's word today. Maybe today, this could be your first time that you've heard of God or His Word. But I want to tell you this morning that God loves you. He loves you so much. The Gospel of John, chapter 3. Verse 16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whomsoever should believe Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. This morning, I want to put out an invitation. If you're here in this place, and you don't know God, you don't know Jesus, you... Don't have a personal relationship with him, and by that I mean you're not a follower of Jesus, then I would like to invite you to become a follower of Jesus. And I'm just going to ask you to do one thing, and that is simply to raise your hand. Because as others that are followers of Jesus, at this time we'll be praying praying that you find Jesus. And of all the decisions in life, this is the most important one, that you would find Jesus. If you don't know Jesus this morning, but you want to, all you need to do is lift your hand. I will see that hand, and I will count it a privilege to pray for you at the end of our service. Or Maybe you once follow Jesus, but have turned aside. I want to encourage you to come back. Just lift your hand this morning, and I will see your hand. We can pray for you as well. You know, the Holy Spirit... Is always moving. Maybe your heart is racing this morning, just after what I had said. That's the Holy Spirit inviting you to come to Him, to come to Jesus this morning. If that's you, just simply lift your hand this morning. We're going to do one other thing. Let's stand in this place this morning. We're just going to pray a group prayer together. Hallelujah. I'm just going to pray and lead in a prayer of repentance and salvation. If you have been afraid or fearful of saying this, but we can say it together. And if you say this for the first time, I'd love to see and meet up with you after. Dear Father in Jesus. Sorry. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you that you love me. I thank you that you died on the cross for my sin. I thank you for your forgiveness. And I'm asking you right now to come into my heart and to be the Lord of my life and to help me to live for you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If that's